welcome back to Revolutionary Health, the show that focuses on Black gay men's health and wellness. Thank you again for checking us out another week. And make sure you check out all our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the things. We want you a part of it. So Facebook and Instagram at The Counter Narrative. Twitter, we're at Building Desire. Like, subscribe, comment. Tell family, friends. We want you to come back every week um, here. So this week, we're going to be talking about none other than the people's queen, Beyonce, Giselle, Nose, Carter. I looked that up real quick, okay? I looked that up <laughs> real quick because I see you giving me the head class. I had to look it up real quick. I want to make no mistakes. I want to tread very lightly around the beehive. I don't want to rustle anybody to come at us for all the wrong things. So just make sure you leave great things in the comments uh, for us. I'm Michael Ward. I'm joined by Johnny Ray Cornegay, friend to the show, and Dennis Hardy. Dennis Hardy, sorry about that, friend to the show as well to talk about the Queen Bee Savage remix. Well, I'm sorry, Megan the Stallion featuring Queen Bee Savage remix. So let me make sure I get all of these right. Where she tells us that, you know, she knows about OnlyFans in the group chat. So I thought this would be the perfect place for us to talk about it because even with COVID-19, there's the rise of all of these vice industries that they're talking about. And a lot of ways the girls are making money is through OnlyFans. So, Dennis, <laughs> were you surprised that the Queen referenced OnlyFans in the song? What does this mean for us? I'm, re I'm really curious to hear your take about it. Uh, it means Beyonce has given her blessing mm. to get naked on the internet. And that, is, and that is a watershed moment for all of us hoes um, <laughs> who really needed to be washed in the, in, in the holy water that is Beyonce knows Carter. Um, no, I, I think it, it, it where it reflects is um, the, way, the way sex worker culture kind of seeps into mainstream culture and the ways that we often we often take up these things that are associated with sex work, OnlyFans or stripping and things like that. Uh, but then, and so I say that because I, like I think it's gonna be like overemphasis, like oh you know she's breaking our barriers and maybe like to a degree. But we we've seen this before where it's like you know strippers or now OnlyFans stuff like that becomes more mainstream and like and you know more people doing it. But at the same time we don't love the people who do it. So it's like we love strippers. But you know, it's also like the conversation, like, well, you don't want to date a stripper, or like, you want to you want to have sex like a porn star, but you don't actually want you don't actually want to like be a porn star, be with porn stars. And so, like, mm. you know, uh, OnlyFans is sexy because it, you know fits into our neoliberal imagination. Whereas before, the conversation around uh, doing porn was that you know, you, oh, why would you do that? You get exploited for such a little bit of money, and you don't own that stuff like that. Now you get to own it now. Uh, you know, and like our analysis of capitalism, it's like, can you exploit yourself if you're doing it for yourself? Um, I was thinking, I'm sorry, just like jets flying. And I was like, I don't know where jets are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> they hear us talking about the queen. They hear us talking about the queen. Oh, That's the beehive. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so the only thing it does for me is that, like, there's going to be a lot of people making OnlyFans. Um, well, there are people already making OnlyFans. Right. So it, since quarantine, Safari. OnlyFans, Safari and Erica <laughs> Meta and, you know, uh, Casanova and all these people, um, I, th I think what it points to is, is this, and it points to our current situation 
and being quarantined to the rise of like uh, all these vice industries. So in the month of March, OnlyFans saw uh, 4 million new subscribers, a 75% increase and people signing up for OnlyFans. 60,000 of them are content creators. Wow. And, and so what we know is that sex work is, a, is the safety net available to most marginalized communities. And so when people are struggling, they'll get into these industries. So it's not just true for OnlyFans. It's, you know, uh, the Great Recession, we saw a rise in like strippers and, um, and other things. Uh, so we hate so we hate sex workers, but then when push comes to shove, like, what you gonna do, girl? Mm. You know, do something strange for a piece of change. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> out of the COVID. But but I also wanna highlight too, uh, one of the things that I've heard as far as like when it comes to like um, OnlyFans and a lot of these platforms that are still keeping the girls working and a stream of income for them it, it, that it may be safe for working conditions. Like as far as dancers and strippers and all of those kind of things, you can do it from the safety of your home. You can get the, po uh, the pole installed. You can take care of it yourself hygienically. You're not in all of these places as well. So it may be a safer working condition for some of these people that are doing it. Yeah, but yeah. I want to pivot. I want to pivot this real quick to uh, to keep you in here, Johnny, because I know you said you was gonna fall back and not talk too much <laughs> about this. But um, I do want to highlight as far as what I what I read on the interwebs because it was my um, first time kind of hearing the song. Um, <laughs> I, I heard the chatter and I was like, I'm gonna stay away. But I knew it was gonna hit me at some point. But apparently, with Megan The Stallion and Beyonce, because they're both from Houston, that they're donating six million dollars. Um, I believe from her foundation and all of the proceeds and things like that from the song. So I kind of wanted to tie it in too with a lot of these popular artists that are maybe using their platforms and their music to highlight things like OnlyFans and you know all those things that may be stigmatizing. So are there other artists that we've seen in the past that have yeah. done these kind of things? Absolutely. I think. Well, there's there's a couple quick points I want to highlight. I do think that what Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce have chosen to do with the, the proceeds from this song is incredibly important. And it fits really well in um, the tradition of, of many songs in pop culture. So, you know, we talk about That's What Friends Are For by Dionne Warwick. We talk about Together Again by with Janet Jackson. Both of those two songs specifically raising money for, you know, HIV um, and, and HIV education, et cetera, and work in the 80s and the 90s. Um, and so I think this fits squarely within um, Black people, Black artists using... And not to say that other folks don't do it, but I am talking about Black artists that have done this in the past, using their platforms to raise money for something that's happening and impacting our communities disproportionately. So I think we have to big that up. Like, that is not something that is uh, something that we should take lightly. And I do think uh, these two folks should be celebrated for that. The other thing that this is bringing up for me, as, as, we were, as Dennis was talking, is, you know, rap music has a long history of, um, in a lot of ways, exploiting sex workers, particularly women, you know, mm. and we have seen, you know, there's been so many images um, that have been perpetuated throughout the years, rappers in strip clubs, et cetera. Um, and this makes me think about, particularly when we think of Black gay men that are involved in sex work, right? Like... Mm. How do black gay men who who do sex work, how do they use this moment 
to highlight the issues that are impacting the community, right? And be able to use this platform that Beyonce has kind of given some legitimacy to this. How do we now take this and say, hey, for those brothers who do sex work, that they're here too. So that really, I'm excited to see what comes of it. Great question, Dennis. I'm gonna throw it to you. How can, how can black gay men use this moment when, when Beyonce is telling us about the OnlyFans? Yeah, I, I think it's about uh, having more conversations about uh, what it means to do sex work as a black gay man. Oftentimes, these conversations focus around black women or black trans women when they are inclusive, uh, try to be inclusive. Um, and I think, and I think also I, I want to take back, like, so the idea of, like, safety, it, it's, it's safer when we think about ideas of, like, you know, corona and things like that. But also being online uh, makes you, uh, you know, leaves you vulnerable to other types of things, mm. you know. So you have to worry about, like, people stealing your videos and putting it everywhere. Um, you heard on numerous, numerous occasions, people who do type, this type of sex work, you know, the videos being sent to their jobs. And now you have to worry about job insecurity um, or not being able to get a job at all because of the videos. Or, you know, if, you, if you're a type of person who does content creation with other people, um, you know, what does consent look like? And oftentimes... Um, you know, what it looks like for the person doing it with and stuff like that. Uh, so I think it's about having conversations about that, what safety look like when, we, when we're doing sex work online, when so many of us are starting to do sex work online, um, even as it allows us to be more, uh, um, uh, to, you know, have more control of our atmosphere. And, mm-hmm. still, and, you know, maybe sometimes do it in a way where we're not uh, necessarily known. There's still ways of knowing the bodies and still getting ways of, of making people of uh, leaving people vulnerable without seeing a face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's about having those type of conversations now uh, as, more, yeah. as more people get into this field. Yeah, definitely, because I mean, with the unemployment claims rising by the day and people that may be thinking about getting into this, I think that's important things to consider. But I want to also bring in, too, what you said, Johnny, as far as the images and the way that we kind of view strippers and sex workers and all of these kind of things is that even with men in the style you we can't have a hot girl summer this you know summer because of COVID-19 but even with her she definitely creates this sort of um narrative of balance even still like hey I'm out here and I'm doing my rap career and I've got this going on but at the same time uh, what does she call it the hotties that are still like in school um, and she's going to get her degree and she wants to open up nursing homes and do all of this thing in management. So I think this is like a perfect opportunity for even her to highlight that you can have balance, you know? And with Beyonce, she got how many of them kids over there and a husband and all of those things. And she's like, I still know in the group chat about the OnlyFans. I just want to know who she's subscribing to. But, but, <laughs> but even, like you say, all of these other celebrities, Safari and uh, what's his name? Casanova. Casanova. Casanova of, of creating this, this income and keeping these things that are out there right now. Um, so I think this was like the perfect topic for us to kind of introduce the Savage Readers. Are you going to listen to the song today, Johnny? Are you going to listen I, to it? I am, in all fairness, y'all. <laughs> I read about it. I knew all of this stuff about it. I did not go over to the Spotify's or the titles yet, but I'm going to go on over there and I'm going to play the Savage remix so I can hear it. But um, I'm happy that it's... I'm happy that... I was happy that they did it. I was happy that they took this approach. 
Um, and I'm just going to take in the song. And I'm sure it'll be fun. I mean, it's Megan The Stallion who's dope. It's Beyonce who's dope. I mean, I'm not expecting anything other than dopeness. So I'm, I'm going to check it out today. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for the people at the Beehive. They wanted to know these things. Before we get out of here, any last thoughts, concerns, cares, anything else that we should check out in the world right now? I think for um, me... Go ahead, Dennis. I don't know about anything else to... I know I'm going to check out Tory Lanez had like a a, a, a concert and people keep telling me how good that is, so I'm going to check that out personally. So For the new album? Because didn't he just put out an album? He, just, he did just put out, you know, he has been capitalizing on this moment of, like, people being online and stuff. Like, he's, like, really expanding his platform. He did, like, a, a quarantine concert live on Instagram uh, or YouTube last night. And um, people keep saying how dope it was. So I'm going to uh, check that out. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And what am I doing? I'm, I'm checking out Black Gay Stuck at Home, you know, Michael Ward, shout out. Uh, for Noah's Ark jumped in the broom. Um, excited about that and excited that that exists. And um, there's a lot of new music out that I just have to check out. Like, I literally have so many things on my list that I just have to hit play on um, some popular artists, some um, some not-so-popular artists. So, yeah, I'll just be checking out uh, a bunch of new stuff, I think, over the course of the week and um, enjoying that. So I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm checking out, too, as well, the virtual concerts, the quarantine concerts, the the live. Like, I think this is a perfect moment for artists to be able to connect with their fans while they are at home, because I've been, like, I'm excited about the Jill and Erica concert that's coming up as well. I uh, mean, not concert, I'm sorry. What's it? The, the, the Versus. The Versus. Yeah, the Versus. Yeah, the Versus yeah. battle with Jill and Erica. So I've been checking those out, uh, Babyface and Teddy, um, pretty much all of the artists are at home giving interviews and talking to the people and really trying to keep us lifted and bring us these pockets of joy um, in COVID-19. So I think one of the great things that I can say about this is it was a, a powerful moment, I think, with Megan and Beyonce of using their voice and their influence and their power. But like for the rest of the day and probably for like the next month, like this brought joy to so many people. So right. that I can't take away from from the two of these beautiful, amazing women and very talented um, and using their platforms in this way. So thank you both for talking to me about this conversation. I appreciate you so much for giving your insights and your thoughts. And everybody out there in the Beehive, leave your comments below. Let us know. Did it bring you joy? Were you happy about it? Did you donate? Did you find out more about the organizations? We want to hear from you. So send us your tweets at the counter narr- at Building Desire on Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram at The Counter Narrative. Pass this along to your friends. Tell everybody in the Beehive. Get them on board with us. We want to hear all of the thoughts. So thank you again for checking out Revolutionary Health this week. And be good to yourself.